Okay, campers, rise and shine. It is Friday, February 2nd, and there's a lot of things going on today. It is Groundhog's Day, which is the least important of everything going on today. It is First Friday, which is a very important thing going on today. It's the presentation of our Lord, the purification of Mary, Candlemas. There's a lot happening today, and you're listening to Roadmap to Heaven to start it all off. And let's begin the day together the best way possible, and that's not with obscure movie quotes, but with prayer. We pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. And we pray together our first Friday prayer. Most sweet Jesus, whose overflowing charity for men is requited by so much forgetfulness, negligence, and contempt, behold us prostrate before you, eager to repair by a special act of homage the cruel indifference and injuries to which your loving heart is everywhere subject. Mindful, alas, that we ourselves have had a share in such great indignities which we now deplore from the depths of our hearts, we humbly ask your pardon and declare our readiness to atone by voluntary expiation, not only for our own personal offenses, but also for the sins of those who, strain far from the path of salvation, refuse in their obstinate infidelity to follow you, their shepherd and leader, or renouncing the promises of their baptism, have cast off the sweet yoke of your law. We are now resolved to expiate each and every deplorable outrage committed against you. We are now determined to make amends for the manifold offenses against Christian modesty and unbecoming dress and behavior, for all the foul seductions laid to ensnare the feet of the innocent, for the frequent violations of Sundays and holy days, and the shocking blasphemies uttered against you and your saints. We wish also to make amends for the insults to which your vicar on earth and your priests are subjected, for the profanation by conscious neglect or terrible acts of sacrilege of the very sacrament of your divine love, and lastly, for the public crimes of nations who resist the rights and teaching authority of the church which you have founded. Would that we were able to wash away such abominations with our blood. We now offer in reparation for these violations of your divine honor the satisfaction you once made to your eternal Father on the cross in which you continue to renew daily on our altars. We offer it in union with the acts of atonement of your Virgin Mother and all the saints and of the pious faithful on earth, and we sincerely promise to make recompense as far as we can with the help of your grace for all neglect of your great love and for the sins we and others have committed in the past. Henceforth, we will live a life of unswerving faith, of purity of conduct, of perfect observance of the precepts of the gospel, and especially that of charity. We promise to the best of our power to prevent others from offending you and to bring as many people as possible to follow you. O loving Jesus, through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mother, our model and reparation, Deign to receive the voluntary offering we make of this act of expiation, and by the crowning gift of perseverance, keep us faithful unto death in our duty and the allegiance we owe to you, so that we may all one day come to that happy home where with the Father and the Holy Spirit you live and reign, God, forever and ever. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, it is certainly a great morning here on Roadmap to Heaven as we have our first Friday. And like I said, we have Candlemas today, the the Feast of the Presentation of Our Lord or the Purification of Mary. We've been talking about that a bit throughout the week. We also have First Friday, and there's a lot going on for that. And we want to remind you that 
part of the devotion requires going to Mass. And so, you know, if you're at Mass right now, obviously you're not listening to the show. But if you're not at Mass right now and you haven't been yet, do you have time to go to 8 o'clock Mass this morning or 7.30 Mass? Or maybe later today at noontime, the Shrine of St. Joseph in downtown St. Louis is going to have Mass for First Friday. And the Old Cathedral right there under the arch, they have confessions and adoration at 11.30, followed by Mass at 12.05. And so you can go Go to Mass, receive our Lord in Holy Communion, pray some more prayers of reparation for sins against the Sacred Heart, and you, voila, have done your First Friday devotions. And we're called to do those on nine consecutive First Fridays. The other thing I love about First Fridays, it's an opportunity for the good old roadmap roundup. And today is kind of a fun day on this uh, note because for the first time ever, we're having a mother-daughter combo of panelists today. We're happy to have... All the way from out in St. Charles, Missouri, what feels like a trek across the wilderness, Corey Grizzle. Corey, good to have you back with good us. Good morning. Thank you for having me. And yes, it's a trek, especially this early in the morning. So we're happy to be here, obviously. Yeah, but you had company in the car today good. because your, your wonderful daughter, Bernadette, is with us. Bernadette Grizzle, good to have you with us for the first time on the Roadmap Roundup. Oh, not quite the first time. I, I saw you at Seek. Remember the yeah, but that, that wasn't technically a roundup, so oh. you you don't know what kind of fun you're in store for oh, today. Okay, I'm this, excited. There this, are games. There are games. <laughs> <laughs> and there's going to be growth and holiness. we got a lot of, <laughs> uh, of things we're going to talk about today to help us in this preseason of Lent as we uh, wrap up this, you know, uh, depending on whether you go to the new form of the Mass, the old form of the Mass, you're either in ordinary time or in your Jessima Sundays and those are some wonderful aids to us as well. We're going to be talking about scrupulosity, regular confession, all that and more. But first, let's go to Mike Roberts for our weather and to learn a little bit about today's feast. Today is the feast of the presentation of the Lord, and we will hear from Malachi. I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me, and suddenly there will come to the temple the Lord whom you seek. And we'll also hear from Simeon in Luke as he discovers he is in the presence of the Lord. Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all the peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory for your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him, and Simeon blessed them and then said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be contradicted. And you yourself a sword will pierce so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. On this joyful day, we learn with the Holy Family, Jesus is the Messiah. Mary has a specific mission and that the journey will involve suffering for our sorrowful mother. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed and safe day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. Well, we are back, and you are listening to Roadmap to Heaven on this Friday morning. I'm Adam Wright, joined in studio by Corey Grizzle and Bernadette Grizzle. And, you know, one of the things that today signifies, it's the, you know, if, if there were a final day that you could say Merry Christmas, this would be it. This is the day the crash comes down. If your tree is still up, this is the day the tree comes down. If you have a real tree and your tree is still up, I applaud you because I don't know how you did that. <laughs> 
Um, art, us artificial tree people, it's not that big of a chore to keep the tree up this long. Um, but it also, in the calendar, as we said before the break, we're in the midst of what used to be called the Jessima Sunday. Mm-hmm. Septuagesima, Sexagesima, Quinquagesima, just meaning Sundays before Easter. And we think of Lent being 40 days. Well, Quinquagesima, 50 days, 60 days, 70 days. Uh, I've often heard it described as the Lenten preseason. It's time to be getting ready and, uh, you know, I thought that's where we could start today is how are we getting ready for Lent? At a bare minimum, have you started thinking about what your Lenten works of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving may be? And Corey, judging by the look on your face, I don't know how to answer that. Have you started thinking about actually, your prayer? Fasting, I actually have. So I did not know the the preseason of Lent because I grew up with, with the ordinary time and, and then going into Lent. And um, and so learning about this um, different um, calendar or the, the whatever, the old calendar that it was, and it's kind of interesting. I mean, we can do it no matter where what we're uh, listening to, whether it's it's the new mass or the old mass, but but um, it's it's really nice because I need that reminder and the reminder and the reminder and then, oh, yeah, it started. Because in other years, it'd be, I'd, Lent would just creep up on me. And Lent would creep up on you and go, oh, wait, I got to I got to figure out something to do for Lent because I really want to figure out something to do for Lent. But I didn't remember that it was was going to come up on me this fast. So um, so these three weeks are really it's, it's kind of nice, too, because at our parish where it has the old mass, they they do say and preach on it and say, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So so I just have a lot of um, preparation for this and. And yeah, I've already thought about it. I already have it. Yeah, ready. You're I'm ready to share. go. No, you don't have to share because I mean, we we were talking about this, and I can't wait for next week on the show. We're going to have this uh, interview, long interview with Father Peter Pompasello, um, who we met at Seek, and talking about getting ready for Lent. And some things. One of his great encouragements was, you might have something that you share to give witness. Like I do this, and it helps. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you should have something that you don't share. Something that no one knows you're doing except you. In God, and just mm-hmm. keep it that way, and hold yourself accountable, um, too. So that, that's why I say you you can share if you like. You don't. Yeah. You're not obligated to share. Yeah, yeah. My favorite though is is several years ago when we um, were watching mass on TV, and we were finding different masses around the country, which was kind of cool. And then we accidentally um, came upon a mass in. Um, in Canada, and it was actually in French. <laughs> we thought we were getting a Latin mass, but it was actually it was Latin mass, and then it was in French. So uh, it was funny um, because we didn't realize that not only were the homilies in, or not only were the readings in French, but the homilies were too. But then he said it all in English too, so that was kind of neat. But anyway, he had four different things to do to think about um, how you were going to uh, how are you going to choose your sacrifices for Lent, and. Uh, so there are four different things. One is just one extra prayer. It's just something simple. I mean, you could do something as complicated as rosaries or litanies or things like that, or just pick a new prayer that you've never done before and just say that every day. Uh, another one is one extra spiritual reading. It could be a whole book. It could be several books. It could just be, let's just read the gospel for the day. One extra spiritual reading you've never done before. The third one is one thing that you like to renounce, like Oreos, like French fries, like something simple like that, or, you know, I, I don't know. But, uh, there's a whole bunch of things. Internet, that's not food. What, what would be other things? You know, just think about in that regard. And then the other one is one defect to crush. So you're thinking about a good thing that's, I mean, Oreos are not good nor bad unless there's too many of them. But that's a good thing to give up. 
And then something that is really heavy on your heart that you need to get rid of. So focus on that too, to crush. Ooh, I like that. Right. You use words like renounce, though, and I think of our baptismal right. promises. What are other things? We renounce Satan and all his <laughs> evil works so and empty promises, and now we're renouncing Oreos? <laughs> I mean... Those were exact words from this priest, and I have to keep repeating them because I love it. <laughs> all right. Bernadette, what helps you, though? What, how do you get ready in the preseason of Lent? So getting ready in the preseason of Lent is something that I've been working on. Last year, uh, it, it snuck up on me, despite uh, all the ACMOs. Um but what I've been doing now is a lot of conversation. So I've been talking with my boyfriend and with my friends, just like, okay, how are you preparing? How can I? Because I'm still in the process of learning how to do all of this. Um, so right now I'm still in conversation trying to figure out what I'm going to do. I, I keep in mind those four things that, you know, it gets brought up in the Grizzle household. Mm-hmm. Um, we have spreadsheets. Yep. <laughs> you know, if it works, it works, though. All right, remind us, what are the four things again? Because I've got renounce and I've got (laughs) crush. uh, crush, uh, And we're not talking about the orange soda there. (laughs) Uh, One extra prayer and one extra spiritual reading. One thing that you like to renounce and one defect to crush. Okay, I like that. What you're not getting is he was a very animated French priest. So you've got this thick French accent. He's very animated. That that always helps. Right. Yeah, the hammer was coming down on one thing you like to renounce, and then it came up like in an uppercut and go, one defect to crush. Oh, my. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I look back at this, and I love the, the part of being practical about it. Um, and, and you'll hear me quote this probably a lot, unfortunately, in the next couple of weeks. My, my good friend, Father James, who used to remind us that your penance should or your fasting should not be someone else's penance as we think about, mm-hmm. you know, what am I going to renounce? And what, what am I going to work on crushing? And sometimes I get really frustrated with myself. And it's like, you know, I, oh, I did that again. And now I'm just worked up and the whole day is going to be like this and so on and so forth. And I'm taking it out on Beth and I'm taking it out on the kids. And it's all because of something I'm And they're like, whoa, man, that, that's your Lenten thing. Not how we've got our own here. You know, what, what are you doing? Uh-huh. You know, it sounds like a defect you might need to crush. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it might be. But it's, you know, this is the time I'll, I'll never forget the uh, the year. I love, we were were talking about coffee before the show. Mm -hmm. Coffee's good. I used to have like just like unhealthy cravings for milk Mm -hmm. and uh, a good glass of milk in the morning, a good glass of milk at dinner time, and then with like an Oreo cookie before bed (laughs) um, and and a bowl of cereal. And I was like, I need to one, lose a little bit of weight. And that's probably where I'm getting a lot of it from Mm -hmm. is just drinking too much milk. So I'm like, I'm going to give up milk for Lent. And about a weekend, Beth was like, please give up something else for Lent. We all need you too. We love you. And yes. we don't want to see you have to go to confession because of your fasting, leading you to be impatient and yell at us. And I was like, okay, all right. We take a cue from yeah. a spouse there. So you know, what are you going to give up this year for Lent? Have you started thinking about that? And, and Corey's given us some great things here. Again, what's one extra prayer you can do for your prayer? What's one extra spiritual reading you can do? Because we're called to prayer fasting and almsgiving what's something that you can renounce and you know especially if it's something you spend money on what can you do with that money with your almsgiving what is your plan whether you use a spreadsheet sticky notes a checklist a reminder on your phone now's the time to try it and we're going to talk about some of the other benefits of this preseason of lent when we come back we are going to take a break here on roadmap to heaven stay tuned our lady of perpetual help 
Oh, what consolation, what sweetness, what confidence, what emotion fill my soul when I pronounce thy sacred name, or even only think of thee. I thank God for having given thee, for my good, so sweet, so powerful, so lovely a name. But I will not be content with merely pronouncing thy name. Let my love for thee prompt me ever to hail thee, Mother of Perpetual Help. Well, as we come back from the break here, we're enjoying a little treat. We had a Roadmap to Heaven segment. It's probably two years ago. Dan Vonderhaar was here. Gabe Jones was here for the roundup. And we were talking about gluttony or penance. And, you know, in the season of Mardi Gras, we get to enjoy a little bit of treats. Not gluttony. Gluttony is a sin. We don't want to be gluttonous. But this morning, a little... Not, not, it's not a sandwich cookie. What do we call these? Pirloin? Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't want, they're like the sticks with chocolate in the middle. Spiral ones, yeah. Great with coffee. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is one of those things as a kid, I was like, oh, those are the cookies you have, and they were a penance. And now I'm like, just give me one and take the rest away, please. <laughs> we are talking about getting ready for Lent here on Roadmap to Heaven this morning. And one of the things we were uh, talking about during the break that we wanted to share with you, have you thought about doing a communal penance? So that we said before the break, you're, you're, your abstinence or your fasting should not be someone else's penance. Um, there's an exception to that if you all yeah. choose to do it together. So, Bernadette, you were saying that the uh, young adult community that you're part of over at the oratory, you've done communal penances before in the past. Tell us a little bit about one of those. Yeah. So during the season of Advent, actually, because you're doing a, a mini penance during there, you can choose to. Um, an email was sent out to all in the community saying, hey, some of us are going to be giving up listening to things in our car to spend that time you know, focusing on the road and maybe have some quiet prayer with God. Um, So it was really nice to be able to do that, knowing that I wasn't doing it alone because I have trouble doing things by myself. So being able to work on something as a community was very nice and very helpful. It ended up being very fruitful season. My boyfriend joined in on it with me as well. And so we would talk about kind of the the prayerful experiences we had just during our commutes. Yeah, the, the uncomfortable silence of the car is one I think a lot of us try to avoid, especially driving by ourselves or if we have long drives. I need to have something on. And I always feel conflicted as a radio host here on Covenant Network and saying, don't listen to anything in your car. Um, but it is one of those things that can be a very fruitful practice during the season of Lent. And then listen to us on the podcast later when you get home. Right, that's, right. You know, that's what you can do. <laughs> Corey, what about the family? Have you all ever done a communal penance as a family for the season of Lent? We have. And I was just thinking about that. Um, recently that we need to to do that again. Um, but we would have, we do have Grizzle family meetings um, and we would discuss, you know, what, what should we do this, this year as, as a family for Lent. I think typically we end up um, giving up screens, giving up TV and video games and things like that. Um, it, that that's probably penance enough. Um, it's, it's kind of hard, you know, to give up like sweets as a family um, just because again, that might be somebody else's penance. Um and so, so you know, TV is usually a, a really good thing. And then it kind of forces us, we'll, we'll sit around and ask questions. We'll, we'll play, you know, ball outside. We'll um, play games or, you know, do a puzzle or, or maybe cooking together or something. But, um, yeah, that's, it's been a good thing to do that together. It frees up some time for prayer and it frees right. up some time for family, which is a holy thing. You know, uh, if Gabe were here, he would often talk about the, the virtue of, holy recreation and leisure. Mm-hmm. And uh, this can be a time to replace 
yeah, yeah. it's a it's a bonding experience. I know sometimes uh, we kind of default to maybe a family moving movie to do together. And so if you give up TV as a family, then we find something else to do to bond. Well, you have enough in your house. You could act out a play if we got you Absolutely. the scripts. We could, that, we could actually could play. Um, if we had everyone over, we could play uh, basketball right, mm-hmm. with coaches. Wow. That's... <laughs> <laughs> And cheerleaders. (laughs) Oh, my. Well, you know, so one of the things that I often think about, though, when we're talking about getting ready for the season of Lent and what are we going to give up, this is a good time to maybe do a little bit of a trial run and see, is this something that, you know, practically, am I going to be able to do this? Or if I am able to do this, and here's an example. Maybe you say, a lot of people say, I'm going to give up fast food during the season of Lent. That's a very common thing in our culture to use fast food, which means, Oh, what did I not think of? You know, do I need to now set my alarm clock earlier to be able to get up and make lunch and bring that with me? Because I'm just used to go, go, go. Now, I'm fortunate I live right by the house. So even if I don't get fast food, going home and making lunch is pretty fast. Probably but faster. <laughs> the, you know, not everyone is in that, predic- or that, that situation where they can just run home and do that. Um, but the other question I have is, if I know, like let's let's choose chocolate as an example. Um, a lot of a lot of kids give up chocolate for Lent. I'm going to give up candy. Um, if if I know I'm going to give something up, do I start weaning myself off of it now in these weeks leading up to Lent, or do I say, okay, you better enjoy this while right, you can? I was going to say, or do you binge on it? <laughs> yeah, and I don't know because I I, I think I, I settle on moderation. That if I if I binge. It makes Lent harder. Harder, yep. And if I start giving it up now, it makes Lent harder. Right, right. Well, either way, yeah. Is it? I don't know. It's and that that maybe might be the down part to trying to prepare so much before Lent because if you just make a decision, you just make a decision, and there it is. But if you're preparing, then yeah, you go through all of those questions: Is this good? Is this bad? Is it going to be easier? Should it be harder? Should I binge? Okay, <laughs> and then should it be harder for me in Lent? Maybe, maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. I just make a decision and do it. <laughs> I, I think of the words of a priest I once read in a bulletin archive from the 1940s. Are you such a twaddling, spineless tenderfoot that you cannot do a little fasting? And every time it gets hard, I'm like, okay, oh, just man. go back to you. You have the French priest I have. Yeah, I have those father, words are going to be in my head you know? now. <laughs> <laughs> Am I spineless? Can I down, not do man. the fasting? All right. Well, you know, here's the other thing I, I want to challenge us all to think about because we've been talking about a little bit about prayer. And again, that the four things that you challenged us with one extra prayer during the season of Lent, one extra reading every day during the season of Lent, uh, one thing to renounce, and one defect to crush. You know, one one vice or vice might be even too strong of a word, but something we do that we need to just work on not doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good plan for Lent. That covers prayer. That covers fasting. Let's talk about almsgiving for a Mm. moment and some of the ideas. And I love, and I say this every year and I'm going to say it again today, I love seeing families in schools, and I first saw this in a school, that assemble kits for when you're out driving and you see someone standing on the corner in need and they've got the sign and you feel conflicted, I don't know what to do. Well, know what to do. Be prepared for that. And a great checklist I've seen and it's probably time to modify it. Socks. Socks mm-hmm. are a big thing to have in that bag that you're going to be ready to give away. Sanitizing products, whether that's hand sanitizer or, uh, you know, they have those. Um, when I did one of my 5Ks, there was a marathon, too, and they were giving everybody these wipes. They looked like baby wipes, but it was like shower in a, in a mm. bag. Um, things like that. Things for personal hygiene, um, especially, 
you know, as a, a father of daughters and, and a husband, I, I think of feminine products are another thing you might want to think to have on hand. Um, socks, personal hygiene, toothbrush, protein is a big one. Father, Father Wade always tells me about this, and there's lots of different options for protein we can have out there because protein is a lasting thing that if you're hungry, mm-hmm. it's going to do more good for you. Um, what else? Perhaps a prayer that you write on a card and you stick in there. Um, and then this was always my favorite thing, seeing, especially at the school, after the students assembled all of these kits, then they spent the last 10 minutes of their class period in prayer, praying for all the people that would receive these kits, mm-hmm. you know, and, and whether that's as a family, putting everything together on the dining room table and then praying the rosary together at mm-hmm. the dining room table and praying specifically for the intention of anyone who's in need who receives these, um, whatever it may be. That's a, especially if you give up TV as a family, what do we do? We well, we do? Just, there's something yeah, you can there's do. There's an activity right there. Yeah, that's that's very important. That was something that um, my husband had really, when, when we went through a whole um, stewardship and tithing, um, I want to say reversion almost or conversion, that that was something that when we're looking at our end of the year donations and, and throughout the year, what have we done throughout the year? We are always keeping the poor front and center and saying, what are the, the organizations that we know that directly work with the poor that we can give money to? So if it's, if it's not, you know, if you don't have the money, then we're putting together the kits or we're organizing the people to do those things. Um, and, and those are wonderful too. But if we don't have time, which is our situation, and, and we are looking at, you know, what are the end of the year donations, but St. Vincent de Paul or, or something that is directly working with the poor. Um, maybe your own church and your own parish has your own organization that they are giving that money to those who are in desperate need. Yeah. So that's definitely yeah. There's a lot of great center. avenues. I, I really want to challenge us all, though, to, to make that time because that is, I think sometimes for me, especially we're blessed. It's easier to say, well, how much money do you need? I'm happy mm-hmm. to write the check. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I'm not always happy to give up the time right. and maybe that's where God's pushing me to say, mm-hmm. Hey, stop, you, keep writing the check, but, uh, well, yeah. And, and that's the, the balance too. of that too. If we're only writing the checks and we're not giving of our time, then we need to, to change that. I mean, that's the yeah. checks and balances of it all. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of checks and balances, I'm checking the clock and I think we should take another break here. We've got Cochran and company with the whole world. And uh, ultimately, that's the other thing I have to remember. As many of these bags as we make, I'm never going to solve the problem of homelessness and and need and poverty. Mm -hmm. Um, That's all in God's hands. But I'm really glad he's invited me to be part of, you know, to be one of the workers in the vineyard. So we're going to go to a break. We'll be back with more Roadmap Roundup after this. Prayer to Our Lady of Perpetual Help. O Mother of Perpetual Help, grant that I may ever invoke thy most powerful name, which is the safeguard of the living and the salvation of the dying. O purest Mary, O sweetest Mary, let thy name henceforth be ever on my lips. Delay not, O blessed lady, to help me whenever I call on thee. For in all my needs, in all my temptations, I shall never cease to call on thee, ever repeating thy sacred name, Mary, Mary. Well, we hope that you're not renouncing Roadmap to Heaven this morning, um, you know, and we hope we're crushing it this morning as we as we give you some ideas for Lent. Um, one of the things that we have been talking about is prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And when it comes to prayer, 
Uh, and it comes to all of these practices of, uh, you know, what am I going to do? What is my prayer going to be? And, and what is my, my fasting? What am I going to give up? And what am I going to do for my almsgiving? Sometimes, I don't know about you, I can get a little worked up about this. And then I can treat it like it's the end of the world. And uh, I, I can become a little scrupulous mm-hmm. about all of this. And um, I have to remind myself that, okay, in all of this, we're going to have good days we're going to have bad days. We're going to strive every day to have a good day, to, to, to be holy and to do this right. Some days we're going to fall short of that goal. And that's where another great thing we see in this upcoming season of Lent and on First Friday, First Saturday devotions, because they're part of tomorrow's First Saturday devotion of going to confession, mm-hmm. going to Mass and receiving our Lord and Holy Communion, praying the rosary and meditating for 15 minutes on the mysteries of the rosary. That's tomorrow's devotion. Uh, but that monthly confession, and even during the season of Lent, you know, that, that's a good time to do an incredibly thorough examination of conscience, and especially if it's been a while, and go to confession. But, you know, it's one of those things that after four years of being here on Roadmap to Heaven, still talking about confession, I still feel like, you know, like a baseball player. If I'm batting 400, that's a phenomenal time, you know. <laughs> but how often do I go to confession and I get, I, I psych myself out or I get worked up about that? Um, and that's part of why going regularly is such a value to me, because if I go regularly, I get less worked up, I get less intimidated, I get less nervous, and I just go. What about you, Corey? Regular confession, what are the benefits con- for you? Yeah, regular confession, it can be a challenge. And I've I've been through it all where I was away for, gosh, three or four years. I mean, you know, going to Catholic grade school and high school, we had confession, we had, you know, penance services twice a year in Advent and Lent. And so I would take advantage of those. And it was probably it. And then when you leave, I'm like, mm, I don't really need to go. I don't have any sins on me, <laughs> which is absolutely not true. But you talk yourself out of it. Right. And so um, and and then going back was very difficult. But I had a really amazing priest one time that just welcome back. You know, and it was really nice to hear that. And then just the challenges of every day. And um, going to regular confession just really helps, especially if you can find one, a priest that you just really connect with. And when you share what you're doing, then his feedback is something that really um, connects with you. And, you know, you can't always take the um, recommendations of your friends because maybe they connect in a different way with that priest or um, things like that. But once you find one or you just jump around and see, you know, what, um, who you like or what, what times work for you. But, but it does, like you said, it does make it a lot easier, um, to be able to go to regular confession when you just do it. Yeah. Bernadette, what do you, what do you, what are the fruits for you from regular confession? Oh, I've been on a, a journey with confession recently. Um, regular confession is something that I've been, I've been trying to go more often. I was going weekly for a while, and then I realized, okay, I should probably stretch it a little bit more. It's good to go every week, but it was becoming a crutch for me. Um, but the fruits that come from confession is you just you feel so light afterwards, and you're ready to, I guess, start anew. Every time I come out of confession, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to start anew, and I want to keep this going as long as I can. Uh, that, that, that fire from grace yes. right there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I, yeah. can I read for you for sure. a minute here? Just, just listen to this, and I'm going to tell you where to get this. Examination of conscience. Did I deny or doubt God's existence? 
Did I refuse to believe God's revelation? Did I believe in or use horoscopes, fortune-telling, good luck charms, tarot cards, Ouija boards, or reincarnation? The kids love when I get into stuff like this because they're like, oh, what's, what's, what's going to happen? Did the groundhog see a shadow? And I like to joke around about Groundhog Day, but I don't believe that what a groundhog sees is really an actual predictor of anything. God is God, and he's in control of all these things, and the weather's going to be what God deigns the weather to be and allows the weather to be. Um, you want to get into some fun things, talk about how the fall of man has affected weather and earthquakes and tornadoes and all of those things. Did I deny that I was a Catholic? Did I abandon the Catholic faith for any period of time? Did I despair or presume on God's mercy? Did I neglect prayer for a long time? Did I fail to pray daily? Did I blaspheme God or take God's name in vain, curse or break an oath or vow? Did I miss Mass on Sunday or a holy day of obligation through my own fault? Do Am I always reverent in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament? Was I voluntarily inattentive at Mass? Did I arrive at Mass late through my own fault? Did I leave Mass early? Did I do unnecessary servile work on Sunday? Um, skipping ahead a little bit. Did I willfully entertain impure thoughts and desires? Did I dress immodestly or provocatively? Did I use impure or suggestive words? Did I tell impure stories or listen to them? Did I de- deliberately look at impure television, internet plays, pictures, or movies? Moving ahead, was I, uh, let's see. Uh, Did I steal, cheat, help, or encourage others to steal, cheat, or keep stolen goods? Have I made restitution for stolen goods? Did I deliberately fail to fulfill my contracts or pay my bills? Did I rashly gamble or speculate or deprive my family of necessities of life? Did I tell lies deliberately in order to deceive or injure others? Did I commit perjury? Was I uncharitable in thought, word, and deed? Did I fail to keep secrets that I should have kept? You know, this goes on. If you if you're thinking to myself, well, wow, that's pretty thorough, and that's not even a quarter of it. Mm-hmm. This is the examination of conscience for teens and adults, or for adults and teens from the Fathers of Mercy. If you go to fathersofmercy.com, fathersofmercy.com, at the top right, there's a little magnifying glass for searching, mm-hmm. and you just type in examination of conscience, and this is going to be the first thing that pops up: examinations of conscience. And you can download a PDF of this, print it out. Put it in your purse, put it in your car, put it wherever, whatever you take when you go to prepare for confession. You know, you want to Lent extra reading, start reading this every night. Um, I would also recommend some spiritual reading, but doing a good, (laughs) thorough examination of conscience, the more you look at it, um, the more you might say, hey, that could be something that I need to confess. And you'll know, you'll know, this will help walk you through this. But the other thing I love about this, Corey, is it helps me avoid being scrupulous because I'm going through mm-hmm. yes or no questions as I'm doing. Uh, and, and I hate when I go into the confessional, I'm like, bless me, Father, for I have sinned and I committed this sin on this many occasions. But really, I think I committed that sin because once upon a time this happened and then my response to that was this. And I'm thinking that as I was coping with that and going so and I go down that rabbit hole and it's like, no, I sinned. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. Here's my sin, this sin on this many occasions. I'm asking for the Lord's pardon and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And Leave the scrupulosity at the door. Absolutely. And be done with it. I think, I think you know, the virtue is in, in the middle, right? And so when when we read examination of conscience like that, and there are there was a lot of detail in some of those questions. And then there was there's a lot of like vagueness in some of those questions as well. Um, one of them I like to say, you know, well, I've never killed anyone, so I can just skip right over that that commandment, you know, <laughs> never killed anyone. But when you go into the catechism and you look at the all the things that that murder means in the catechism. It's not just someone's actual living life. It's that it's the words that you say that are piercing to someone else who might kill their spirit. You know, maybe you've said something or laughed at somebody and, and they've just killed their spirit and they're no longer going to go on to whatever 
purpose that they had, you know, for whatever they brought up to and be, were vulnerable to you for. Yeah. So, you know, it's those little things. And then you go down those rabbit holes and you go, well, what does this actually mean? What does this actually mean? What did I do to do this? And I think, you know, kind of I was looking up scrupulosity a little bit and um, and and really it's all about that it almost comes down to an OCD kind of kind of um, personality that every, I think we all have a little bit of that. We could all totally run down a rabbit hole and and go into all of the little details and go, well, I don't do that. So clearly I've sinned. Well, give yourself a little bit of grace, you know, that, yeah, you've done that. So maybe you do need to just say it. But then also just understand that God has forgiven you. And I think that's where we get into it, where we don't realize that we don't feel like God has forgiven us. So we don't believe that God has forgiven us. And then we go, well, he didn't do it then. And I'm, I'm just, I just keep doing the same thing over and over again. That's another one. Where, yeah. <laughs> I just keep doing, the, how can I be forgiven if I'm just going to do it again? You know? And so there are just so many things that if we can just take it to the confessional, say it out loud, leave it there and trust and trust that it has been forgiven. And we walk out the door and we're fallen. We know that we're going to need help again. But we have the confessional to do that again. Yeah. And you asked that question, how can I be forgiven if, if I know I'm probably going to stumble and mm-hmm. fall and do this again? Well, look at look at the uh, the grace of marriage. I mean, I think if, if you called Todd or if I called Beth, they'd say, oh, there's a lot of things I forgive you for knowing that, <laughs> that you know, you're probably going to do probably that again. Do and and I think, you know, we could flip that around. There's probably things that we forgive uh, Todd and, and, and Beth for that, you know, they're going to do again. And that's but but we love them. And that's the nature of marriage, and that, that's what we do. And God's even better than a spouse. He's mm-hmm. He's going to do that. You know, for me, one of the hard things is, uh, like the other week, I, I needed to go to confession, and it was it was that interval, and it was time. And I went, and there was some confusion because one person was waiting in the pew praying, and then one person was waiting in another pew. There wasn't a clear line, which was okay. Um, and I got flustered because I wasn't, you know, I was like, I, I should probably pay attention a little bit more. This is all on me. And I got flustered, but I had in there, you know, I had done my examination of conscience. These are the things I need to go in and bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And I, I walked out and I said, oh, I forgot to confess that, you know, and, and I had intended going in like, I'm going to confess this. I'm going to confess this. And then in the, in the confessional, I just plum forgot. Now, years ago, I would have been like, I got to get back in line. I got to go back in. And it's that scrupulosity. Mm-hmm. But the church teaches, you know, OK, did you forget it or did you? Intent, did, or did you quote unquote out. forget right. it? And like this was a case of I, honest to goodness, forgot it. What's the lesson? One, absolution, valid, go about your day and strive to live the life of holiness. Lesson number two, be better prepared next time you go to confession <laughs> so you don't have to worry about those things, Adam. Write it down. Come Sometimes on. you need to write it down. Yeah. Oh, my. Well, let's take a, a final break here. We're going to get you... Um, Pat Barrett and Canvas and Clay, and then we're going to have the weather for you in the Daily Dose of Encouragement. Corey and Bernadette and I will be back after this. Prayer for God's blessing of one's daily work. O Lord, my God, creator and ruler of the universe, it is your will that human beings accept the duty of work. May the work I do bring growth in this life to me and to those I love and help to extend the kingdom of Christ. Give all persons work that draws them to you and to each other in cheerful service. I unite all my work with the sacrifice of Jesus in the Holy Mass, that it may be pleasing to you and give you glory. I beg your blessing upon all my efforts. With St. Joseph as my example and guide, help me to do the work you have asked 
and come to the reward you have prepared. Amen. We have reached the end of this week, and it has been an incredible week here on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, hearing inspiring stories of God's generosity and God's blessing in unexpected ways as we've talked about tithing. Well, the bottom line is is that whenever I hear the psalm, forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord, that just rings so true to me. Forever I want to sing the goodness of the Lord. God is so good. And I'm not just talking about tithing in order to say this is tit for tat or expectation. I'm talking about tithing as something that's really, really something we need to do so that we don't become so attached to money and possessions, but most of all, so that we can just see everything in our life as a gift from God. And I mean everything. God is the ultimate gift giver. And you know, when you know someone really, really well, you know what's going to just totally surprise them, what will speak to their heart. You know their love language, like with a spouse, right? You know how to surprise that person or what they would really like. Well, I think God knows our own particular love language. The final stories of this week that I want to share have to do with my kids and teaching them to tithe. They have grown up watching these miracles of grace and knowing that they could only come from God. And they then experience God's lavish love in their own life as well. For five years in a row, when we could not afford a vacation at all, again, due to Catholic high school tuition, those were just those years, my aunt let us use her condo right on the beach in Destin, Florida. For free. We'd go with my sister and the 10 of us would all cram into this condo and the cousins all had a blast knowing that this was a total gift. So they grew up watching this and seeing this and we would say, we can't afford it, but God is providing this for us through aunt so-and-so. Anyway, just a beautiful story of a witness for my kids. Then when my son Kevin tried out for the racquetball team, I'll never forget this. He was 14 years old, and he did not even own a racket. He borrowed a friend's. After the first practice, Kevin came home with a brand new expensive racket given to him by one of the coaches. Total gift. Kevin went on to become a state and national champion racquetball player who was named All-American twice, and it all began with a free racket. God knew his love language at age 14. Here's another story. For Christmas, the year our son John was ordained a priest, we gave Father John one golf lesson, just one lesson. He's a left-handed golfer, and he had an old set of clubs that was given to us for free by a fellow parishioner. After that one lesson... Father John came home with an entire new set of left-handed golf clubs. The golf pro just happened to have an extra set and gave them to Father John. Now, Father John now enjoys playing golf on his day off, and it all began with one golf lesson and a lavish God who knew my son's love language. I hope these stories, these are true stories that I could not make up if my life depended on it. I hope that they will inspire you to tithe. Give back to God one-tenth of your income. And then just open your eyes to see how God will honor your trust, provide what you need, and then he will surprise you when you least expect it. But don't take my word for it. See for yourself. 
Well, once again, this week has been full of incredible stories here on the Daily Dose of Encouragement about a God who loves us, a God who really just wants to, as you said, Patty, lavish us. And it's very inspiring to hear these stories, and I hope it encourages all of us to trust just a little bit more when we're called to be generous. Going back to the prayer that we started out with on today's show, the uh, First Friday Reparation Prayer, we were talking about all these things we were going to do for the sacrileges, for the blasphemies, for whatever utterances, um, unbecoming dress, profanation, etc. And this is what I think is a great lesson for us about Lent. We can take a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about on the show today for Lenten penances, prayer, fasting, almsgiving, and just like we do for First Friday, like, oh, okay, you know, there are all these indignities that happen. People blaspheme our Lord. They take the Lord's name in vain. I'm going to do this work. Well, we can apply the same principles of Lent to today, to First Friday. And we can apply the same motivations of today to the entire season of Lent. It's all related. And, and let's not forget that prayer, fasting, and almsgiving are not limited to the season of Lent. We just do more during the season of Lent. Um, we're quickly going to run out of time here. And uh, so, Bernadette, I know you wanted to say something one last time here on the show before uh, we run out of time. Because it is February 2nd. It's the Feast of the Presentation. It's Candlemas. And that is... Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah, it's One the last, last day of Christmas. And, but here's the other thing. We still celebrate the joy of the incarnation all year. year round. Uh, we were joking around about it being Groundhog's Day, and I, I love that quote. When Chekhov saw the long winter, he saw winter bleak and dark and bereft of hope, yet we know that winter is just another step in the cycle of life. But standing here amongst the people of Punxsutawney and basking in the warmth of their hearths and hearts, I couldn't imagine a better fate than a long and lustrous winter and uh, that, that quote from Groundhog's Day, it makes it, it, I've been thinking of it as we've been talking about Lent all day today, that people say, why would you go into that bleakness of that season? Mm-hmm. And yet going into the bleakness of that season together as a church is going to make the joy and the warmth of Easter all that much more meaningful. So we've got about two weeks, not even left before Lent. Let's use this preseason to make the most of it, to get ready to have uh, I think it was Matthew Kelly who says, the best Lent the best ever. Lent ever. Uh, but seriously, let's have <laughs> yeah. the best Lent ever. And let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray, pray for, for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. Pray for us. I almost forgot them. And I said, no, we're not going to forget them. We're not going to be scrupulous. We're just going to pray it. Know, pray. Even if we already made the sign of the cross, we're just going to pray it. Hey, next week, we're going to be talking more about how you can get ready for Lent with Father Peter Pompicello. So tune in every day for that. Plus, you know, the regular favorites, Corey Grizzle on Wednesdays, Father Skillman on Thursdays, and more. If you're looking to pray the rosary and you want to go deeper with the rosary, have you been to sign up for our daily rosary reflections at covenantcatholic.org? Sign up today, get those in your inbox, and start praying a deeper rosary. For all of us here at Covenant Network, I want to wish you a blessed presentation, Purification of Mary, Candlemas, First Friday, Groundhog Day, whatever you want to call it today. I'm Adam Wright. I'm Bernadette Grizzle. I'm Corey Grizzle. Thanks for listening to Roadmap to Heaven, and don't forget to pray your rosary today. <laughs>